Cornerstone North under the direction, very capable direction of Brother Jesse Gamboa had their second annual Pioneer Conference downtown at the convention center. Brother Uzzel preached on Thursday evening. And um, I asked him if he would stay over and be with us on Sunday. And he is the pastor uh, of that church. His, his father is the bishop. And Brother Dwayne Uzzel is the pastor. At the same time that we were doing a retrofit of this building, they were building a new building in Union City. And I just, I just feel like there's just kind of a connection there. It's a connection just beyond uh, being kin in the name of Jesus, but I believe there's a, there's a kindred spirit there. I love these people very, very much. They're the real deal. They're soul winners. They're believers of taking dominion in the kingdom of God. Would you put your hands together under the Lord for the man of God as he comes in Jesus' name. Well, why don't we do that one more time for Jesus today? Come on, somebody ought to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on, somebody ought to lift your voice to the King right now. He's great and greatly to be praised. We love you, Jesus. Come on, do it for Jesus today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. It is an honor to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. To be with God's people and to feel, amen, what God is doing in the Northwest. I've heard about this revival, and it feels good to be a participator this morning. And I will tell you, this church has not let me down, and I'm just getting started. Amen. God is going to do great things in this house today. Amen. How many come expecting and believing today? I come expecting and believing that God is going to do great things. Amen. 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 If I can have as much monitor as you can give me without blowing these speakers, my allergies have gave way to the fire, and my voice is weak this morning. But the, I, I just believe the anointing's going to control it, and everything's just going to work out just fine. Amen. You know, I was thinking, I heard Bishop pray this morning, Pastor pray, and, and uh, I, I just feel in the Holy Ghost that these fires are a type and shadow. It ain't no coincidence that they're being, they're, they're, they're whatever is happening, whatever's setting these fires, it's happening in all parts of this community. Because when God begins to sin, I'm telling you, you haven't seen the promise yet. This is Ishmael. You hadn't even seen the promise yet. You, ha you haven't even. Does anybody believe that the promise has not yet arrived? This is just the beginning of what God's got for Cornerstone. I'm just going to tell you, Pastor, this building can't contain what God's got for this city. And when the fire of the Holy Ghost begins to spread... Just like you was feeling ash land on you this morning. It's going to begin to land on every home in this community. It's going to land on every home in your neighborhood. Amen. You can't walk down the street without somebody feeling the fire. You can't walk into your home without smelling the fire. God is setting things in order around here. Amen. To send... I wish I had about 15 people that believe that the promise is on the way. Come on. I wish I had about 15 people that believe... 
Come on, I wish I had about 150 people that would shout and believe that God is just getting started. Come on, somebody shout, God is just getting started. This is just the beginning. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. Come on, you ought to let your voice out on a Sunday morning. Come on, you ought to let your voice out on a Sunday morning. You ought to give him a loud praise today. I'm looked down. I got ash on my suit this morning. I'm telling you, it's going to stamp this community. This is going it, it already is, but it's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. When people think of Spokane and Liberty Lake and this surrounding area, you're going to stamp Cornerstone all over it. Come on, when people drive into the, the devil can't even come into town without going through Cornerstone. Come on, is there a believer here today? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, it feels like Holy Ghost in the house. Amen. I give honor, amen, to your pastor and uh, this great church. Man, I... I am, a, I am an observer online. Thank you for making this available. And to give honor to my pastor, uh, my father, Pastor Billy Uzzle, and uh, Sister Mayo. Man, what singing. Man, I, I'm telling you, that's anointed singing. You, you, you ought to be thankful this morning. God didn't just send you leadership. He sent you some of the best in Pentecost. Pastor Mayo is a living legend. He's an elder in my life. What God has done through he and Sister Mayo in the Northwest is a staple of vision, consistency, and revival to young men like myself. And it's an honor to be with the Mayo family, Cornerstone Church. Thank you for being a benchmark for Pentecost. Come on, thank you for worshiping. Thank you for being worshipers. You set the bar high. Amen. It's an honor to be here. So glad my wife is with me. Amen. So I, I do, I'm a better man when she's with me. And uh, so thankful that she is with me today. And uh, man, it's just, it's just, it's, I'm just glad to be here. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 38, verse number 10. Jeremiah chapter 38, verse number 10. The Bible says, Then the king commanded at Bebmelech the Ethiopian, saying, Take from hence 30 men with thee. And take up Jeremiah the prophet out of the dungeon before he die. And Ebed-Melech took the men with him. And he went into the house of the king under the treasury. And took thence old cast clouts and old rotten rags. Everybody say old rotten rags. And let them down by cords into the dungeon to Jeremiah. And Ebed-Melech the Ethiopian said unto Jeremiah... Put now these old cast clouts and rotten rags under thine armholes and under the cords. And Jeremiah did so. So they drew up Jeremiah with the cords, took him out of the dungeon. And Jeremiah remained in the court of the prison. Pastor Mayo, I was, I was just in my daily Bible study this week. Not studying for a sermon, just studying the word. And I read this passage, and if I've ever heard the voice of God, I heard him speak clearly to me. Rotten rag revival. Rotten And I said, my God. And he said, Cornerstone Spokane. Cornerstone Elk Grove. There's about to be a rotten rag revival. You've been told how it's, you've been told it's going to come. 
Come on, if you ever heard a word from God that revival's on the way, if you haven't, you heard it this morning. But I'm going to tell you who it's going to come through. I'm going to tell you who it's going to come through. I want to talk this morning about the Rotten Rag Revival. Give God a praise today. Let's go to Him in prayer and thanksgiving for what He's already done. Thank you for what you've done in this house. We ask you to anoint the remainder part of this service. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost rest upon our ears, our hearts, our minds, our souls. Help us to grasp, receive. Amen. God, you've got something for your people here today. I'm asking you to anoint us with fervency and fire. Come on, I'm asking you to anoint us with boldness. Come on, there's a rotten rag revival. Come on, there's more than an outward fire. There's an inner fire that's about to spread through this community, that's about to spread through the neighborhood. God is going to do it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Give God a hand clap of praise this morning. You may be seated. Jeremiah said it's like fire. It ain't no coincidence things are happening the way they're happening. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 said, Before Jeremiah was formed in the womb, God knew him. Before he was born, he was already set apart. He was appointed as a prophet to the nations. He was appointed as a prophet to the divided kingdoms of Judah and Israel. In chapter 38, the people of Israel were very rebellious. They was refusing to repent. The Bible says the day of reckoning finally came. The end of Jerusalem was near. Jeremiah began urging Judah to surrender to the judgment of the Babylonian forces. The palace officials, they began to get mad because of Jeremiah's plea. They didn't want to lose, so they began complaining to King Zedekiah. They asked the king if Jeremiah could be put to death. And the king gave them permission to do whatever they felt necessary to do. So the Bible says they threw Jeremiah into the muddy, waterless cistern of the king's son. They left him there to die. And he bid Melech, a servant of the king's court. The Bible says, I will cut through a lot of details. But the Bible says he found out what had happened to Jeremiah. And he was then permitted by the king to rescue Jeremiah. He was granted 30 men to do the work. Jeremiah was already under house arrest. But now he has been put in a dark, cold, muddy pit. And I believe he was sinking. He was feeling for not just sinking in the mud, but sinking in his spirit. He felt forsaken. He was lonely, frightened, hungry and up to his waist in muddy murk. Fearing for the man's life, Ebed-Melech went to the basement under the king's treasury. He dug his way past the cobwebs, and he moved the old boxes out of the way, and he made it to where all the, where all the old clothing and the rotten rags pile was stored. And I don't know where the rags was used, but there was a rotten rag pile. Amen. The, 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 the Old Testament Hebrew language would say it was just old, rough, discarded, no good for nothing rags. And it was, it was piled under the king's treasury. But 
Abednelech began to dig and he found it and he found old discarded clothing, clothing that Goodwill probably wouldn't use. And he carried this pile along with the old rotten rags and he began lowering them down into the pit that Jeremiah was sinking in. And he then sent rescue ropes and told Jeremiah to stuff the rotten rags under his, the pits of his arm. And he told him to put the rope under his arms and I believe the softness of what appeared to be useless clothing and forgotten rotten rags prevented the ropes from cutting into Jeremiah's arms and he was then pulled to safety and kept alive. The pain of the rope may have been too much for a man that was already at a point of death. If the rotten rags and the dirty clothes hadn't been there stuffed up under the armholes of Jeremiah, he may have laid there and just said, I don't want to go through it again. He may have never made it out of the pit if something wasn't there for the pain. I want you to know this evening, and many of you already know it, recovery is never easy, and detox is never easy, and culture change change is never easy and friend change is never easy and habits are hard to break. I want you to know this morning that there is people in this area, the Spokane Metro, Liberty Lake, in this entire region, amen, that is wanting out of the pits of life, amen, but something or someone, amen, has to be there to comfort them through the process. Somebody's got to be there to help them through the pain. Uh, repentance uh, and the rope of safety has to be padded uh, with old rotten rags of understanding, loving people that know exactly what they feel like. Uh, they know exactly what they're going through. Uh, repentance is a place of death. And I assure you on this Sunday morning, nobody wants to die alone. Everybody needs somebody at their bedside when they're dying. And when someone repents and they make a choice to live for God, uh, they need you. Uh, I want to speak to each and every person in this building today. Not one single one of you is useless to the kingdom of God. Uh, I want to remind every single person in this house uh, that God wants to use you. Uh, I've never preached this before, uh, but God spoke a word uh, for the people of this area. Even that he still has a work uh, for you to do. You may have been found in a pile of old used rotten rags. You was found under the treasury of the king's house. You was found right outside the doors of the church. You was thrown in a rotten rag pile of life. You was found in a dark, isolated, forgotten place. You was found in a broken neighborhood. You was found with a broken home. You was found with a broken marriage. You was found used up, discarded. When God found you, AA couldn't help. When God found you, Celebrate Recovery gave up. When God
God found you, the prison system had gave up. When God found you, the jail guards knew you by name. You was used up. You was rotten. You were cast into a rag pile under the king's treasury. You was among the discarded elements of society. The stains of sin was prevalent. Six kids with different daddies. An addiction that took your business. An addiction that took your family. An addiction that took your identity. The world said you was useless. The world said you was all used up. Throw the rotten throw the rotten rag out. It threw you in a jail cell. It threw you in a city street. It threw you into poverty. It threw you into depression. The world tried to throw you into a morgue. The pleasures of sin are but for a season. But when the season changed, you was left to die. Your friends have forgotten about you. The world have forgotten about you. But God found you. If you're thankful, give him a praise on this Sunday morning. Somebody say he found me. He found you for a purpose. He found you for this season. He didn't come for the perfect. He come for the sinless. He didn't come for the sinless. He didn't come for the righteous. Luke 5, 31. And Jesus answering said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners into repentance. Don't try to hide who you are. Everybody knows where you came from. And if we take a trip down memory lane, we will begin to remember that God found us amongst the discards. God found us as a rotten rag maybe in a rehab somewhere, in a broken, messed up marriage. The world had gave up on us. We gave up on ourselves. We was in a dark place. We didn't always look like we look now. We didn't always dress like we dress now. Your family wasn't always dysfunctional. You didn't always have this much money in the bank. I want to remind us where he found you. Isaiah 64, 6. Be we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. And we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us. None of God's people before or after the cross would be accepted by a perfect holy God if it had not been for the cross, the blood of Jesus being applied to your life, the Holy Ghost baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. You was used up. I don't know anybody here. I've never been here. But you know who I'm talking to. You was used up. Society had forgotten about you. But I want you to know on this Sunday morning, God's you, he's looking for people just like you. That say I'm stained, I'm damp, I'm torn, but if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. I want somebody at Cornerstone Liberty Lake to know God uses what the world discards. 
You may have been delivered, but your past has held you hostage for way too long. You may be Holy Ghost filled, but your past has bound you for way too long. You may have been baptized in the name of Jesus, washed in the eyes of God, but stains that won't go away. You can't wipe a tattoo off. You can't break up even the kids with five different women. But I'm telling you, God found you just the way you was. And God wants to send you down, put you under the stinking armpit of a sinner in this city and pull you out, pull them out. I'm telling you, when you become a soul winner, it'll not just pull the world out, but it'll pull joy out of you. It'll pull the peace of God. There's nothing that'll cure depression like a Bible study. There's nothing that'll cure anxiety like door knocking. There's nothing that'll satisfy you like singing in a nursing home, preaching in a jail cell. I'm telling a rotten rag today, it's time to find somebody, pull them out, become a part of the revival. time you get over yourself oh pastor but you say everybody knows me and tell them that's great they need to know what God has done they need to see you walk back into those old places and they look there and say ah, last time I seen you you was looking at 30 years to life what happened oh come on it's camouflaged under them suits today I don't know any of you but you know who I'm talking about today God didn't save you for you to just be a pew dweller. He saved you for you to go back and find somebody just like you. He saved you to bring... Come on, nobody can identify with an addict like an ex-addict. Nobody can identify with a whore like somebody that used to be a whore. But you can look into that heart its life and say what you're looking for. It's not found in sex, drugs, immorality. What you're looking for is the Holy Ghost, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. It's found in the Holy Ghost. It's time you say, God, if you can, you know, God's got a rotten rag revival for the Northwest. Is there anybody in the house that says I'm coming out of the closet, but I'm coming out in a good way? I'm not coming out in the way the world wants me to come out, but I'm coming out and I'm going to make a difference in 2023. Somebody say, go ye in 23. God's about to use you to bring in. You know the rags that you use the most in the garage? is the one that's got stains already on them. Nobody wants to mess with that clean rag. Man, that's already being used, so I'll just take the lid off of that. God uses people that's stained up. God uses people that's broken. God uses people that know what abuse looks like. And he's got his label on you here this morning. I, got, I, went, to the, I went to our Airbnb. Thank you for whoever gave me. Man, that's so nice. We went to the Airbnb. They had a rag there. And it said makeup rag. They had identified it. That makeup rag ended up in my shower. Because you may be identifying as one thing. But the Holy Ghost has got another use for you. You may identify, well, I'm just an old broken man. 
but God sees you as a soul winner. You may identify, God, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. You may identify somebody, I can't even talk plain. If God sent Moses and Aaron, he'll give you the capability. He will give you the ability to teach a Bible study, uh, to start a celebrate recovery program, uh, to start a bus route. Uh, He's not looking... He don't qualify the called. He calls the, oh, how does that go? I done forgot how it goes. Uh, amen. He don't just, he don't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Uh, God knows how to step down into your brokenness uh, and qualify you to do a work for the kingdom of God. Uh, you're not an accident. Uh, you're not just a pew dweller. Uh, you're not just a part of the furniture, but God gave you that pew to fill it up. Uh, God gave you that car to fill the seats. Uh, God gave you that marriage to be a dynamic duo in the kingdom of God. Uh, don't sit on your seat and do nothing. Uh, he brought me out of the miry clay. Uh, he put my foot on a rock to stay. Uh, he filled me with the Holy Ghost. Uh, he made a way in my life. Uh, and I'm going to share the blessing. Uh, I wish somebody would say, pick me, God. Uh, pick me, God. Pick me. God's about to use you to bring a new dimension of revival to this church. God's about to use you. I'm telling you, I, this I, you, can't, you can't orchestrate this stuff. There you'd ask me this time last year if I'd be here on a Sunday morning. I'd have said, no, I got a bus to fill up. I pastor this church and I still run a bus. But I'm here because God wanted me here on a Sunday morning to remind you somebody that don't know who you are. I couldn't tell a preacher from a prostitute here this morning. Everybody looks Holy Ghost filled and apostolic. But I'm going to tell you, God knows who you are. And God saved you for a purpose. God saved you and what you thought he was sent to destroy you what you that childhood that you thought my God wanted you I can't deal with the anxiety the pain is driving me crazy God's letting you feel that because about three door down is another lady that's wrestling with suicidal thoughts I feel the Holy Ghost on a Sunday morning and God wants to use you to walk next door and say I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here to let you know there's hope. God's, God's got a revival, and it's in you. God's got a revival, and it's in your neighborhood. It's in your family. It's in your finances. God didn't bless you with a pocket full of money, amen, to fund your bank account, fill your, but he blessed you so you could build the kingdom. It's time to start new programs. It's time to build a new church. It's time to build your neighborhood. Somebody shout revival. Come on, give God a praise on this Sunday morning. God is about to lift you. And when he lifts you, you're going to begin to lift others. God's about to use you to lift somebody out of the pits of hopelessness. God's about to use you to lift somebody out of the pits of homosexuality. God's about to use you to lift somebody out of the pits of addiction. God's about to use you to lift somebody out of the pits of depression. I want you to know you may feel torn. You may feel too old. 
come to tell somebody right back there in the office today God said there's somebody says I, I really want that but I'm just too old if you're 70 you're, I don't know how old are you 70 amen, 65 however old brother Mayo is this morning 69 68 years old and if he still does this here and he still runs them miles if you got breath in your body you can knock a door you can teach you're not too old to be a revival I come to rebuke the spirit of complacency. Your best years are just getting started. You're God has got revival in this. It's in the atmosphere. It's in the atmosphere. I feel the ashes of a Holy Ghost pouring itself upon Cornerstone. Liberty Lake. This world would call you worthless. God calls you worthy. You've been washed by the blood of Jesus. His love flowed red. It made you white. Your dirty rags, they're purified. You're clean. What the world calls a stain, God calls a testimony. It's you want to thank God that he kept you. You want to thank God he used you. There's nothing too dirty. It's more than a song. There's nothing too dirty he can't make worthy. He washed you in mercy. You're clean in the eyes of God. You may say, oh, I'm just going to get real with you today. You may still have stamps that only God can take off at the resurrection, but you're clean. Come on, your old gang number may be tattooed on the side of your neck, but you're clean. Come on, your, your family, you may not, you, there's no way you can make those six kids have a different daddy, but you're clean. You cannot allow what the enemy calls your obstacle to stop you from your opportunities. God called you for purpose. God found you just the way you was. If he would have wanted you any differently, he'd have found you when you were five, six years old. But he made you sit through it. He made you go through it. Not so that you could tell every shrink in Spokane County, but that you could tell every drug addict, every woman that's been abused, every marriage that's fell apart, that God did it for me. And if he did it for me, he can do it for you. He can give you peace that Xanax can't give you. He can give you joy that a relationship can't give you. This Holy Ghost I got, this joy that I got, this peace that I, the world didn't give it to me. You can't find it in a bottle. You can't find it in a prostitution ring. It's found when you get drunk in the Holy Ghost. Your past is your purpose. Your stain is your story. God is going to use you to fill this house. Brother Mayo, I feel in the Holy Ghost this morning. The revival's already here. It's sitting on your pews. It's sitting on your pews. You can't depend on 10 or 15 people to do all the work. God saved you. He set you free. He delivered you so that you could be the revival.
Come on, it's time. Well, I don't know what to do. It starts with, I'm telling you as quick as I went into the convention center this week, I found a backslidden woman. Amen. Raised in a United Pentecostal church. Been backslid 40 years. One of the workers. Amen. Begin to talk about brokenness. I'm, it's, I'm all the way from Tennessee, Kentucky. Amen. I don't, I don't have to know them. But if you will walk after the spirit, God will lead you to broken people. You will begin to identify. Amen. The Bible, your spirit will begin to connect with their spirit. I can tell. I used I've dealt with anxiety I know what it's like to deal with depression and that gift God has allowed me to feel that because I can immediately begin to detect people that's wrestling with anxiety and depression I'm telling you today you don't have to see drug needle marks amen but you can look at somebody and know tell me you know you know exactly what I'm talking about this morning God will he gives you that identifying marker you can find that person that looks like a replica of your old self God did not give you that ability to detect, uh, to sit back and say, well, wonder what they did, how they, no, he gave you the ability to fill it out uh, so that you can become the fire that spreads through the, it's a rotten rag revival. It ain't beautiful. It ain't perfect. It don't come with some self-help program. It don't come with some leadership seminar. It comes with some people that says, I refuse to just sit. Amen on what God has given me. I refuse to sit idle when I have a testimony. I want you to point at yourself and say, God's going to use me to fill this house. We've all heard it. Abraham was old. Joseph was prideful. Moses was a murderer. Gideon was fearful. Rahab was a prostitute. The Samaritan woman was divorced. Jacob was a cheater. This is more than just a bookmarker. This is a storyline. David was a murderer. Jonah ran from God. Peter denied Christ. The disciples fell asleep when he needed them the most. Paul persecuted Christians. Yet each of these rotten rags brought a revival. And if God, he didn't just put them in there, he meant to be cute pictures in your child's Bible storybook, but he put them in there to identify yourself. My God, I used to be messed up. I was fearful. I had murder in my heart. I was broken. I was depressed. But God, if he can use Moses, if he can use an old fornicator like David, if he, he can use me. Amen. I was divorced. My marriage was broken up. I was the reason. It wasn't, but God, he pulled you out and he found you just the way you are. God wants to use you. Jesus uses flawed, broken people to share hope to a flawed, broken world. Your pastor said this morning, this world is broken and God can't fix it. Him with just ordinary fourth, fifth, sixth generation apostolics. But he's got, and I thank God, I, I'm so far back Pentecost, I can't tell you how far back. And I love this with my whole heart. I made up with evangelism. But what I see is what I could have been, what I should have been. But God, 
And when you begin to look at the world around you, you can identify and say, that's what I was. Uh, but that's what they, this is what they can be. I'm telling somebody here today, there's a revival in each of you. Uh, amen. There is a revival. I'm telling you, God's got about 10 souls uh, attached to every testimony. Uh, God's got about 10 or 15 souls uh, attached to every story. Uh, but God is calling you. Uh, amen. In mid-August of 2023, uh, when the fires of the outside uh, are a type and shadow uh, of the fire that's about to spread uh, on the inside, uh, I'm telling somebody here today, uh, if you want to feel your pew, uh, it don't start by waiting on somebody else to go on outreach. Uh, it don't start by waiting on somebody else uh, to get the Bible study chart out. Uh, it starts when you say, today, I'm leaving this field and I'm going to find somebody that's broken. Uh, I wish I had about 50 people that would stand up and say, next week I'm bringing somebody to church with me. Next week I'm getting a Bible study. Uh, next week I'm... Come on, I wish somebody would... I wish I had about 10 people to stand up and say, I'm about to get into the rehab. I'm about to get into the nursing home. I'm about to get into the jailhouse. There is somebody that's like me and I've got to find them. God is going to use bruised, broken, and busted people to bring greater revival to the Northwest. When Jesus came into this world, his mother wrapped him in rags. Somebody come to the piano, just the piano. I've still got a lot I want to say, but I feel like God's shifting some things here this morning. When Jesus came into this world, his mother wrapped him in rags. Those swaddling clothes was pieces of torn cloth. They may have been clean when she wrapped Jesus. They may have been clean when she placed them around the babe Jesus. But as soon as those rags touched that manure-stained, slobber-stained manger, on the night that Jesus was born, he lay in rags that was contaminated by the farm. I'm going to tell you what this church is here this morning. It's a manger. It's a feeding trough for the Northwest. God has placed Pastor Mayo, this church, and the, the daughter works that's out of this church in this region to be a manger, a place of feeding. The sincere milk of the word is available. But what brings Jesus into the house? His old dirty rags. He couldn't have lay on the boards alone. It was, it was part of the prophecy. They, it was prophetic. You're going to find him in swaddling clothes. Brother Mayo, I don't know the story here, but we are, in, we are seeing the prophetic come to pass. And when the re, this region begins to discover what's going on around here, like it already is, but it's, it's getting better. I promise you, this is just Ishmael. This ain't even Isaac. This ain't even the promise. This is just the process. And when this region begins to see it, Jesus is going to be cradled in manure, slobber-stained rags. People that are broken. People that were hopeless. People that were messed up. When the world says, where is he? Where is the king? They're going to walk in and they're going to say, huh? 
I remember her. I remember him. We smoked pot together. But now he's leading the choir. I remember, I remember him. We used to gamble together. Now he's taking up the offering. When they find Jesus, they're going to find him. The prophetic picture is one of Jesus laying in dirty rags. And I believe, I don't care how clean they was, and I know there's types and shadows, and he was wrapped in clean cloth. I know, but as soon as they hit the manger, they was dirty. Jesus is going to be found in a feed trough full of dirty rags. The church is the feed trough. And the dirty swaddling garments that adorn the manger is you and me. But in the middle of it all, there's Jesus. Jesus is going to be found in what society called dirty rags. Jesus is going to be found when the judge says, I never seen this coming. Jesus is going to be found when the counselor's mind is blown. Jesus is going to be found when your friends, they see your family all together. Jesus is going to be found when they walk into the Celebrate Recovery meeting and you're the teacher. Jesus is going to be found in dirty, rotten rags. About a month ago, I went to the courthouse to sign some premarital counseling papers for a new couple in our church. They was about to get married. Our judge was walking down the hall of the courthouse. I know the judge. He's worked with us through recovery programs. He walked by, and instead of talking to me, he talked to the new convert. Some of you know when the judge knows you by name, it ain't good. He walked by. He said, hey, Cody, how are you? Cody was in and out of jail. Cody was hooked on meth. Cody almost died of an overdose. But Cody, he got a job that was right beside the church. He knew some friends that went to our church. And God began to pull him. Some connections, old connections. He found some people he knew and he began to work. Before you know it, Cody would show up and he was grease-stained because he worked next door. But he would walk into the church. And God filled him with the Holy Ghost. God filled his girlfriend with the Holy Ghost. They was baptized in Jesus' name. They've been in church about seven months. Cody's now married, just got a new home. He's a part-time instructor in our Celebrate Recovery. And I began, it just blew my mind. When the judge, he didn't look at Pastor Dwayne. I mean, I had my sports coat on. I look cool, you know. But he looked at Cody and he said, Cody, get me some pamphlets to y'all celebrate recovery. He said, I'm going to start passing them out in my courthouse. Because when he seen Cody, he didn't see just another recovery program. He knew something was in Cody that was changing our community. It's a rotten rag revival. In 2016, 2016, Kim was in our county jail. She was serving time on drug charges. 
She was addicted to meth. She was a rack of bones. Lost all of her teeth. But some lady from the church came over one night. They had a jail service. In that jail service, Kim received the Holy Ghost. She got out of jail in 2017. She came to church. It was a long process because stuffing those rotten rags under armholes is smelly sometimes. She was baptized in Jesus' name. A year or so later, Kim married a good man in the church. Kim is now the manager of her job. And she texted me yesterday because I asked her. She has had 10 of her employees receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, it don't stop there. Kim and her husband have a Sunday school van. Kim just got approved this past Monday night. She went for the first time into that jail that God brought her out of in 2017. And she came in as a rotten rag. But she was a testimony of the grace and the mercies of God. She went in and she began to teach ladies. This past Monday night, four ladies signed up to be baptized. I believe that was this past Monday night. Jonah was kicked out of school for selling dope in 2017. He went to rehab in 2018. He also ended up in jail in 2018. His mom came in and found him overdosed in 18. Jonah was living the life of a drug-using homosexual. He will tell you today all he was looking for was something to satisfy. But a backslider told Jonah, about the first Pentecostal church. I'm telling you, it's a bad day when the backsliders are doing our job. But a backslider said, I know where you can get help. And on October 13th, 2019, he came. He was baptized in Jesus' name. On November 25th of 2019, God filled him with the Holy Ghost. He's never looked back. Instantly, God delivered him from homosexuality. He'll look you square in the face and say, you're not born this way. It's a desire for something he meant to satisfy. But when he got the Holy Ghost, he found something that satisfied him. Jonah got married. He's now over our next level Tuesday night teens, reaches out to broken teens in our community on Tuesday night. It's a long story. I don't have time to tell it. But every Sunday morning, Jonah teaches via Zoom online to kids all over China. China. He's a missionary in the United States. China. It's a long story. There's connections literally all over China. And in 2017, he was an, oh, uh, 2018, he was an overdosing homosexual. Just looking. Now he's a missionary. Jonah's mama received the Holy Ghost. She was baptized in Jesus' name. His dad, I told his dad Bible studies. He was in church this morning. I'm sure he never misses a service on Sunday. Jonah's preaching now. He's a one God apostolic preacher. Last Sunday night, he prayed two of his co-workers and a friend through to the Holy Ghost in church. He brought them and he prayed them through. He baptized two of them. 
This past Tuesday night, he, came, he and his wife came in to our prayer meeting service. They was taking care of their next level, but they had a new girl with them. This girl looked to be, I don't know, college age. Came, this just happened Tuesday night. They came in with him. His wife said, Pastor, we was at the coffee shop, and she came up to us and said, I see y'all coming through Little Caesars to get pizza for the kids on Tuesday night, and I've just been, just been wanting to ask you, what, what's going on? What are, before you know it, they brought her to prayer meeting. This just happened Tuesday night. God filled her with the Holy Ghost in prayer meeting. He texted me on Friday when I was here in Washington. He said, Pastor, I just baptized her in the name of Jesus Christ. Just a rotten rag revival. Just an old dirty rotten rag. Riley was an alcoholic. She told me herself, she said, I was addicted to men. I needed affirmation. A friend invited her to First Pentecostal Church. God filled her with the Holy Ghost. She was baptized in Jesus' name. And she's the wife of Jonah. Her and Jonah is one of my power couples. Just a rotten rag duo. Michael texted me this morning. He te- I just glanced at my phone, and the first text I think I read was, Hey, Pastor, I'm watching you. So he's watching. Michael used meth for 30 years. God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Now he heads up our Celebrate Recovery. Carly was 14 years old. She was depressed. Her 14-year-old boyfriend got her pregnant. She came to youth service. God filled her with the Holy Ghost. Long story. Brother Cody Marks was part of this whole process. Her and her ex-boyfriend ended up at the same. He, he, he was a boy. He came to church, but he was backslid. It was just a long. But just the way God works, they ended up in the same church. God put them back together. I'll never forget the night Brother Marks had his arms around them. God put them back together. Right now, they're raising a family. They both teach Sunday school. Amen. They're very successful people in our church. They're our leaders. But they was 14-year-old broken kids. They got another boy to the bunch now. Just a rotten rag revival. Brother Bob committed armed robbery at 15 years old. He got hooked on drugs in the Marine Corps. Ended up in the brig. He got out. He joined a gang. He was a cocaine user and dealer. But he ended up in church. Long story. He ended up in church. God filled him with the Holy Ghost. He was baptized in Jesus' name. Now he's an apostolic preacher. He preaches at a local rehab every Tuesday evening. This past Tuesday night, four people was baptized in that rehab. Three people received the Holy Ghost. They said since May of 23, 54 has been baptized in Jesus' name in that rehab. And seven have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Just a rotten rag revival. Just somebody that said, I refuse to allow my past to do anything but accelerate the kingdom of God. I'm almost done. Brother LaQuante was a bus driver. Or what? uh, Brother LaQuante was a bus kid. He lived in a drug-infested home. He loved to fight. A 16-year-old, messed up, dreadlocks, cool as the other side of the pillar guy, came to church. I'll never forget the night he was sitting about where this young lady sits. And I just walked up and put my arm around him and just began to tell him he was loved. God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Fast forward 11 years. He's 27 years old. He's married. He's a plumber. 
He and his wife helped teach teenage Sunday school class. He has his own bus route. He preaches once a month at a low-income apartment complex. They teach Bible studies. I walked in on his wife the other night in the coffee shop teaching Bible studies. He was over one of our outreach teams yesterday. And this past Sunday night, he preached at the home church. Three people received the Holy Ghost. The three that came with Jonah. Two was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Just a rod rag revival. Just a broken boy. Brother Howard, he's a bus kid. He started riding our bus around the age of seven. He lost his dad. His only family outside his mom and brother was the church. God filled him with the Holy Ghost. He was baptized in in the name of Jesus. Now he's 18 years old. God's calling him to preach. On July 20th, just last month, he went to his uncle's Baptist church in Mexico, Missouri. His uncle let him preach. Four received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Three was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ in a Baptist church. Just a rotten rag revival. Carson grew up in an Assembly of God church. He was en route to becoming a missionary. He had did some foreign mission work with the Assemblies of God. He enrolled in classes to become an Assembly of God minister. As he was studying, he seen Jesus' name baptism. He began to seek God as it happens. If you're sensitive, God will connect you with broken people. A young girl in our youth group found him, brought him to our church. He struggled with stability and self-consciousness. He never had any good male role models. He had a target from hell on his back. He's had some struggles, but he came. He was baptized in Jesus' name. Now he's a nurse, our organ player, and a Bible study teacher. Thursday night, he taught a co-worker a Bible study. I got a text from him. I showed you the text. Friday night, he said, I just baptized her in Jesus' name. Just a rotten rag revival. Do I have time for one more? Do I have time for one more? Jordan used marijuana, mushrooms, opiums, meth, cocaine, LSD. He used it all. He would stay up for a week at a time only to crash and wake up in a few days later in a pool of urine and slobber. He was a junkie. But somebody knocked on his door. He went to church. God filled him with the Holy Ghost. He was baptized in Jesus' name. Now he's married with a great wife. He he runs one of the largest plumbing companies in our area. He lives in a big, beautiful home. He's got LaQuante, the brother I just told you about, working for him along with several other guys in the church. Just a rotten rag revival. On top of all of those accomplishments, he came to me about three months ago. He started a bus route in his area. He just had his first rider to receive the Holy Ghost. Just a rotten rag revival. Can we stand today? Bishop, I don't know the entirety of your story. I want the book. If I've got it, I want to get, if you've got it, I want to get it before I go home. He didn't always look like this. He was a broken man, heavy metal rocker, long hair, drug user. But now he's the pastor of one of the most prolific, amazing churches in Pentecost. This is a rotten rag revival. 
And God has gave you a bishop. God has gave you a pastor to be the role model for what this church is to become. And that is a church that reaches broken people. I don't want this just to be another altar call. But I want people here today that know who you are. But you're saying this week, with the permission of my pastor, even things I don't have to have permission for, but this week, I'm about to start something. I'm about to do something. I'm going to become something. I refuse to sit idle. This week, you're going to begin making a difference. If you're that person, I want you to step out of the aisle right now. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, people all in this building. Come on, this is not just an altar call. This is a place of commitment. This is a place where God begins to restore and God begins to dig you out again. And he begins to stick you under the armholes of the broken in this community. I will be the first to tell you it's going to stink. Had a lady, I brought her to church. My wife and I found her. She was at church Sunday night. She got mad at somebody in the church, began to cuss me, told me if I ever knocked on her door again, hey man, she is calling the police. But she, as far as I know, she is back Wednesday night. <laughs> it smells sometimes. It's not always easy. It's not always beautiful. But if he did it for you, he's going to do it for them. And if you're one of those that he did it for, if you're first generation like me and you're just thankful you didn't have to live that life, each and every one of us should be birthing a new desire, amen, to do something for the kingdom. Amen, as a pledge to God, lift your hands and say, I am going to make a difference in 2023. Come on, I feel like God is about to place an anointing of boldness. Come on, lift your voice right now, all in this room. Come on, lift your voice all in this room. God is about to use you. If you're a guest and you don't have the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you today is the best day for you to find Jesus. God is seeking you and God wants to use you. You can become him in a story and a preacher's message of restoration. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Come on, sing it as a prayer if you can use anything. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands and my feet. Take, Take my, my hands, Lord, and my, my feet. Touch my heart. Touch my heart and speak to me. If you can use, use anything, Lord, you can use me. Come on, lift your hands. Sing it as a prayer. If you can use, you can use. somebody right now and I want you to begin to pray an anointing upon your brother and your sister come on if it's appropriate reach over connect with the couple the person that's nearest you begin to pray that God will give them an anointing of boldness you can use anything Lord you can use come on God's gonna use you there's a revival in this city anointing for you. Come on, start a recovery program. Come on, fill your back seat up with hungry kids. Come on, find somebody that's broken. 
Find a couple whose marriage is broken. Come on, God's going to use you. God's going to anoint you. Come on, it's your season. Come on, Cornerstone, step into your revival. Together we're about to make a difference. Come on, begin to pray so that honey begins to flow. Come on, God's about to do it for you. Come on, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, God's wanting to pull you out today. God wants to use you. God wants to pull you out. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. Anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use. 